section three of the pilgrimage of etheria by etheria this librivox recording is in the public domain introduction ecclesiastical organization etheria practically gives no description and makes no comment on the church organization of the districts through which she journeyed except that she mentions one the bishops and other clergy whom she met often saying that they had been or still were from among the ranks of the monastic orders and two the churches in which they ministered at the end of the fourth century egypt was an independent province under the patriarch of alexandria but the part of egypt she mostly mentions would hardly have been organized by that time into what afterwards became known as augustanica prima with fourteen bishops the chief of whom was at pelusium the bishop of jerusalem had had special privileges granted him at the council of nicaea three twenty five but he was still under the jurisdiction of his provincial metropolitan the bishop of caesarea duquesne opsit page twenty seven and therefore probably the clergy west of the jordan she had to do with outside the holy city were likewise dependent on the latter to the east and northeast of the jordan as far as hierapolis page thirty one the places she visited were probably all in the domain of the patriarch of antioch while those in mesopotamia would be under the catholicus of armenia the monks and nuns of the narrative it is a matter of common knowledge that monasticism took its rise in egypt about the middle of the third century perhaps as the result of the decian persecution many of those who then fled to the desert never returning and that from the beginning of the fourth century the movement developed mainly along two lines which were almost contemporaneous one under the method of st anthony whose monks were mostly solitary hermits in the strict sense though in some places they lived near one another in small companies and met together for common worship on saturdays and sundays two under the rule of st pacomius who founded the conventual type of monasticism here the brethren lived together in much larger bands and not only combined for common worship but were organized for regular work on the land etc though they took no meals together and were each allowed to practise that amount of austerity which his strength and zeal prompted beyond the fixed minimum which was obligatory on all thus the spirit of individualism was a strongly marked feature in both these systems it was from egypt by way of rome that monasticism was quite early brought to western europe and there for some time it retained many of its more especially eastern characteristics the community of feeling and atmosphere therefore between the monastic institutions of the west and those of egypt syria and palestine was considerable and will account for the readiness with which etheria was received everywhere on her journeys and for the highly appreciative way in which she commends the saintliness of her entertainers and informants who were in the greater number of instances closely associated with the monastic and ascetic life the rule of st pacomius which sprang into a full organization almost at once like minerva from the head of jove spread rapidly but into palestine the monastic life was introduced early in the fourth century not by him but by a disciple of st antony hilarion there the original impulse to the eremitic life survived and the cenobitic ideal made little headway either now or later in syria and mesopotamia asceticism was so to speak indigenous 
consequently most if not all the monks and nuns that etheria met in palestine syria and mesopotamia were probably either of the strictly eremitic or semi-eremitic kind see for example page thirty seven the names she uses to describe these monks and nuns are various in the former part of the narrative her regular name for them is monachi we have already mentioned page thirteen the three instances where she also brings in the word ascites hasketes and the three doubtful instances of the use of the word confessor in connection with monks the ascites whom she heard of or met at carnes on the east of jordan was evidently a solitary and so probably was the priest on mount sinai also the monachus at thisbe it would seem page twenty eight a number of them came into haran from the mesopotamia desert on the feast of st helpidius april twenty four at seleucia in isaria we read for the first time of women virgines as well as men the former under the direction of a deaconess named marthana see page forty two whom she had previously met at jerusalem and also there she first uses the term apotactite which for her includes members of both sexes this term recurs several times at jerusalem where monazontes and parthenae are likewise mentioned monazontes should strictly denote solitaries but so should monarchy probably neither have always their strict significance in etheria's vocabulary the term apotactite seems to have been an unusual one for christian ascetics palladius in his lausiac history frequently uses the verb apotactite of those who renounce the pleasures and pursuits of the world and cassian gave his book the title de institutis renuncianeum where renunciantes bears the same sense but otherwise apotoctetes was one of the names assumed by such ascetic heretics as the manichaean encretates etc evidently however in etheria's usage it is more or less equivalent to monache monazontes and parthenae virgines and has not the least sinister association one other word which is connected with this subject needs a little explanation etheria constantly speaks of the monks monasteria it follows from what has been said that with her in the singular monasterium means a cell mostly that of a solitary and in the plural monasteria means a collection of cells where monks were living under semi-eremitic conditions more probably under the method of st anthony than under the rule of st pacomius thus the aged priest on mount sinai came out de monasterio zuo page four and the bishop of the city of arabia whom she had known ever since she was in the thebaide had been brought up in apasino from his boyhood in monasterio this man in passing is quite worthy of further notice because etheria tells us that in consequence he was both well learned in the scriptures and chastened in his whole life besides being courteous and most kind in receiving pilgrims truly a charming picture of an old-world church dignitary 
for instances of monasteria collections of cells we may refer to what is said of them under mount sinai on page five where the monk's successful cultivation of the lower slopes is well described and again to those she visited around rachel's well near haran and the monasteria sine numero vivorum ac mulerium which she found surrounding the church at seleucia these last were all enclosed in a high wall which had been raised to protect them from the inroads of the brigands who infested the district page forty two etheria's use of the bible etheria's usual name for the bible is scriptura either in the singular or the plural and with or without the epithet holy twice she uses the expression the scriptures of god page sixteen and forty she characterizes the pentateuch from which she naturally quotes most often as the holy books of holy moses the most interesting of the titles she uses however is on page thirty eight scriptura canonis the scripture of the canon a title which is apparently almost unknown elsewhere westcott canon of the new testament page five o four following doubted whether credner's term graphi canonos had any justification he himself quoted from amphilochius circa three eighty the following as the nearest approach to it readers note long greek phrase end note but now etheria ex hypothesi this writer's contemporary has given us an even more exact equivalent as bishop westcott says canon here must mean the authoritative rule or standard by which the books have been ratified and approved in the church her quotations and references to the books of the old testament usually give a close representation of the greek of the septuagint although we may imagine from her imperfect knowledge of greek that they are based on a pre-vulgate latin version not on the septuagint itself the proper names she quotes are as we have shown in the text good instances of this and to these we may add one which is perhaps the clearest of all on page twenty six her quodologomor c f genesis fourteen represents almost exactly the septuagint quodologomor while our english chedolaramor represents the vulgate chedolaramor she has however made a slip in calling him king of nations instead of king of elam see note in loco there are a few variations or divergencies which are worthy of note though it is of course doubtful how far they are due to carelessness in her own or her copyist transcription the principal of these are as follows one page eight following exodus three five coridiam colsiamenti the latchet of thy shoe here the septuagint only gives hupodime but see genesis fourteen twenty three and st mark one seven which probably account for her version the same reading is found in origen latin works two page nine exodus thirty two twenty seven de porta in porta here we should no doubt read in portam septuagint epi as the ablative makes no sense three page fifteen genesis forty seven six etheria's rendering here represents exactly neither the septuagint text nor the vulgate which are different from one another she gives in meliori terra egypti 
where the septuagint has n te bel gen vulgate in optimo loco and she adds in terra yethsan in terra arabiae which the septuagint omits while the vulgate reads entrade eis terum gesen probably etheria's is meant to be only a loose paraphrase not an exact translation four and five pages eighteen and nineteen for the readings and the explanations of them in deuteronomy thirty two forty nine and thirty four eight see notes in loco six page thirteen in quoting apparently numbers ten twelve and thirty three thirty six she gives this rendering filii israel ambulaverunt iter suum to the septuagint exeon and apekon vulgate profecti but she is probably thinking rather of such phrases as poga este or poeste odon than the exact original e g proverbs two twenty epoguanto vulgate ambilas tevus agathas three twenty three vulgate ambulabas tas hodus su and judges seventeen eight two poense hodon seven page six she follows a septuagint version of one kings nineteen nine t su eftutsai quid tu hic a reading which is found in tertullian de ienu six eight page thirty six in genesis twenty four twenty etheria takes it for granted as usual that abraham's eldest servant is the same as eleazar of damascus fifteen twenty though it is merely an assumption again on page twenty five it appears that she accepted the identification of the salem of melchizedek genesis fourteen eighteen with the place of that name near sychar not as others do with jerusalem cf jerome ad evangelim paragraph twenty seven and onum her statement on page thirty two that batanis batne is mentioned in the bible is so far as we know without foundation also that moses was born at tafnis or tatnis page seventeen and wrote the book of deuteronomy in the plains of moab page nineteen her actual quotations from the new testament are not very numerous and the following are the only ones that need be commented on one in st mark fourteen thirty eight page seventy two she omits and pray and renders enname by ne vulgate ut non two in st luke twenty two forty one page seventy one readers note extensive greek passage is not accessit the copyist mistake for abscessit if so it is probably a genuine reading of the latin version etheria used three in st john twenty twenty five page eighty three she has non credo nisi videro but the greek is eon me ido u me pistunas no doubt it is a brief paraphrase not a quotation for in her reference to st john nineteen thirty on page seventy seven she uses the word redidet spiritum to represent pagedomen to numa a much more expressive phrase than the vulgate traditet spiritum 
was this again the reading of her latin text End of section three.